Father, we love you and we worship you. Father, today we open up our ears, we open up our heart to hear your word. Father, we receive the truth. We receive the truth gladly. Father, and I thank you that that truth that resides on the inside of our heart when we leave this place, by the anointing of God, changes us, helps us see things differently, helps us think differently, Father, speak differently, and helps us act differently in this world. I thank you, Father, that you have set us apart, that we are your chosen, that we are your children, we're the apple of your eye. We thank you, Father, today for your healing power, your abundance in our lives. Father, for your joy and your peace being available to us by your son Jesus Christ we receive it today father all of your goodness all of your mercy and all of your grace in Jesus name amen amen you may be seated God's good huh Woo! good stuff give our piano player a hand here she did a great job today so uh woo. <laughs> you know I, about a month ago six weeks ago somewhere in there God began to 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 give me a message, and, and sometimes it happens like this that he, that he, you know I was ready to 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 share a message on stretching, and and he said that's that's for July, and so he gave me gave me four messages to to share, and, and this is the first one today, and and it is about and, and in mentoring we're going to talk about audacious faith and those kind of things, believing for the impossible, praying for the impossible, and those things. That's what those two classes are going to be about this this session for four weeks on Monday night. But but this particular message as we go through today and through the end of July on Sundays. Uh, going to be about the things that we're doing in our life because it is in the doing that proves out, tests out, or it says in the word of God in James, perfects our faith. That, that sometimes I, 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 can, I, can, I can think a good game and sometimes I can speak a good game and, and I may think that on a scale of one to ten faith-wise I'm living an eight. But if God begins to put that mirror in front of you, you begin to see what goes on and you begin to, to check your actions. Sometimes I realize that, you know what, I got some growing to do in that area. Maybe I'm just a three or maybe I'm just a four or maybe I got to do some things. And, and, and it does take meditation, no doubt. In, in Joshua 1.8, you know, Jesus was or the Lord was speaking to Joshua and he told him, you got you to think, you got to speak, you got to do. You got to do those things if you're going to be successful and prosperous. And for us in our life, for our faith to grow, it's the same way. We have to be meditating the word and speaking the word. But it's that doing part that I think as believers, we've gotten real good at kind of maneuvering around the doing. And in my life, I'm just talking for me and for the next four weeks, maybe it's just about me. But in my life, it's that doing thing that really that that's that's where the rubber meets the road for me. That, that I, I've been around that mountain four or five times, and then I finally decide to do it, and I see God's blessing. That in our lives, Elizabeth and I, we've seen this happen time after time after time. God begins to speak something to us, and, and, and either we don't get it, or, or we're just trying to figure it out in our own mind, or we realize we can't do it in our own strength, or sometimes we just don't play now, we won't want to do it. And so we get a little cantankerous and we, we, we try to do other things to make up for it. But we found in our life that when we finally say, okay, God, we'll do it. And we begin to do that, that his hand begins to move. And we begin to grow. And God begins to teach us and show us. And we see things happen and we see his, his hand moving in this direction or that direction. And, and it's in that stretching and it's in that growing that he, God wants to grow your faith and he wants to grow my faith. That he didn't bring us to a level just to leave us at that level and say, okay, you're like this. Well, how would you like your life to be like this for the rest of your life? And that you're just going to be where you are today. And then you're just going to have to wait for 20 years, 40 years, 60 years until you die to go be with him for it to get any better. Even if it's good, I want it to be better. 
And in, and in my life, in your life, I'm sure, we, we, we was, okay, God, I don't want to stay the same. And you know what? Truly, I'll tell you this, you don't always stay the same. You're either going forward with him or you're shrinking back. That in faith, there's not a neutral ground. When you're growing, when you're walking with the Lord in your relationship with him, there, there's not a place that's just going to be your normal joint and this is how you are. You're either growing or you're shrinking back towards stagnancy. And that's not a great place to be. We grow in our lives naturally. That when you have a little baby, they're so cute. There was a little one over here too earlier. There's a, there was a little baby. He's, he's this big. That's your grandson. He, he's this big. You know, he's just a cute. Boy, that's the most beautiful little baby. I mean, there's not, a, there's not a freckle spot or nothing on that kid. Daniel looked like Bull from Night Court when he came out and, and uh, had some uh, acne problems. But Manny turned into a gorgeous, handsome young thing. But, but we don't have a lot of baby pictures of this kid around the house. But um, that other one is really cute. Uh, but boy, he's good looking now, isn't he? He looks like his dad. He's handsome. <laughs> but, you know, he, they were this big. And Daniel at one time, you know, he was this big. And Jay, I think of Jake Malky back there. You know, he's running the sound. He, he's, he's one of our students. He's going to be a sophomore at Jeff. And, and one day he was this big. And then he was, I swear, just yesterday he was this big. And, and now he's like this big. And uh, he, he, you grow naturally. I'm sure his mom would want to put the brakes on that. And sometimes, you know, keep him his little lovey, Jakey baby and want to keep him. With, but he's going to grow, man. He's going to grow the way that he grows. And you can't stop it. It's natural. Some of us can't stop it and it's way too natural and you just <laughs> keep growing in other ways too. But, you know, you, you kind of, ex- you, you, hopefully you're getting taller, not expanding this way. But, you know, whatever. And, and, but it happens naturally. But your faith doesn't grow naturally. So you have to purpose to grow in faith. You have to purpose to grow in your relationship with Jesus. You have to purpose in your heart to change. You have to, and it's a stretch. It's not always, it's not comfortable. I'm sure when Jake grew a foot and a half last month, it wasn't comfortable. I'm sure parts of him ached and hurt and all those kind of things. And, I, you know, growing pains. We used to see it when I taught. I used to see it all the time. I'd see kids go from ninth grade to 10th grade and they'd grow like a foot and a half. And I thought, man, you got to be in pain every day of your life. But I'm telling you, faith-wise, as you stretch, there's going to be some growing pains along the way but here's the deal your faith isn't any good unless it's being stretched it's not any good to you your faith is a lot like a rubber band rubber bands are fantastic we know all about them and i brought a few of them here and sorry bud you're gonna get hammered a little bit today i apologize you weren't here for service and so it was a really good analogy so i'm going to use it but uh rubber bands were meant to be stretched rubber bands don't do you any good sitting in your drawer, and really, even if you pull them out, hey, if you pull your rubber band out of your drawer and you decide you're going to use it, you got some pens and you, you, know, you take your rubber band and you put it around your pens, and you're awesome, it's going to be okay, and then it just falls off. Well, why is it, why did it, why is it, it's a rubber band, it's supposed to hold things together. Rubber band's supposed to, supposed to be good for putting things like this together, but when you put them together, nothing happens and they all just kind of, Nothing works. Well, the problem is rubber bands weren't made to just be rubber bands. Rubber bands were made and they're most useful when they're stretched. Now, we don't like stretching. Stretching is uncomfortable. Stretching takes us to a breaking point. Have you ever done that with a rubber band? 
When you're fighting with your friend over something and they begin to pull it, you all of a sudden start going like this. Why? Because you know it could break. You're, you're pushing it to its limit. See, it's uncomfortable out there. There's pressure when it gets out. We don't like that. We don't like stress and pressure being applied to us. We try to actually stay away from all that stuff. That's why I say as believers, we're very good about getting around the doing. Many times we start well, but we don't finish well. Why? Because we're good about getting around the corner. That I'm going to be like this. This is the direction I'm going to go. And we head that way and say, okay, God, you got to show up. And then it gets difficult and it gets, oh man, all of a sudden all the pressure comes. There's stress. We're actually going to have to pay with our friends or relationships maybe because of some decisions we're making for the word. And, and oh, it, just, it gets to be too much. And so we kind of go around that. But I'm telling you, when we go around that, we've just walked out of God's blessing and our faith has not grown and stretched. It's just been this way and it's useless. That rubber bands were made to be stretched. And just when you think you can't hold anymore, just when you think you've pushed it to its limit, God just asks you to do something else. And it still holds. It's still okay. Your faith won't break. It'll feel like it's getting there, but it won't break. You're different than the person next to you. There's all kinds of different gifts. There's all kinds of different talents. We're all at different levels of faith in our life as we put his word to practice in our life. There's all kinds of different rubber bands. There are little rubber bands that we use to put things together. There's things that we use that are rubber bands to hold things down. Daniel has his mowing business, and we ask him all the time. We buy him, we buy him these things, these bungee cords, every year for Christmas. Bunches of them. I don't know what happens, but whatever he does, something eats rubber bands and bungee cords because they're never any. So we buy them and we always say, hey, do you have your do you have your bungees when he goes, you know, takes off? He's got to bungee all his stuff down. Yeah, yeah, I got them. Are, are you using them? Silence. That's when your kids, they can hear you, but they don't respond to pretend like they can't hear you, but they hear you. It doesn't do any good if he just has bungee cords in the back of his truck. If he hits a big bump and the mower flies up and goes off the trailer somewhere. I'm not speaking bad things over you. But, you know, those things happen. Your insurance agent was in here for service, and he said, you better be using straps, by the way, too. You better be. He is, yes. (laughs) But it doesn't do him any good. The mower's going back and forth in the back. Things could get broken. If you don't use your faith, it's not any good. You might as well not even have any. That's why Jesus said, hey, either be cold or hot. Don't be lukewarm. Don't, don't just, don't just kind of have your bungee, have your bungee cord, but not use it. Just don't know the word and not live it. That's more painful than just forgetting it altogether. Pete gave me this gigantic rubber band when I asked him, this big resistance band. I don't know what in the world he's holding together, but he's, <laughs> guy's got some stuff. But it's that idea that, that your faith grows in the stretching times. See, rubber bands are made to be stretched. If you don't stretch your faith, it's not going to grow. Yes, you stretch your faith by changing your mind. Yes, you stretch your faith by changing your language. Those are important. You must meditate. You must speak the word. But what I want to focus on over the next couple of weeks is what are you doing? Because many times I try to meditate. Many times I try to speak the right thing. But my actions don't necessarily get stretched. That I'll do a little bit, but I won't go all the way. It's either too painful or it's, it's too much. I'm giving up too much. 
The Bible says, and you can look at this in James, and this is the scripture that God gave me. In James 1, 2 through 4, in the Message Bible, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends. (laughs) The New King James Bible says, Count it all joy when you fall into trials. The Message Bible says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all signs. Now, now wh- how is it that in our life, why should I count it joy? Why should I consider it a gift that pressure and stress and tests and challenges and trials come at me from all sides? That doesn't make any sense. I don't enjoy it in the flesh. I don't want to be there. And so many times I'm smart enough that I can find my way out of it. Well, you know, you've always taught that we shouldn't have stress, right? You should cast the care. The stress and pressure shouldn't come on you in such a way that it crumbles you. But it will come at you. Don't let it on you. It actually says, consider it a sheer gift. And then it goes on and it says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. And here's the part that gets me. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. He says, you need to change your perspective and you have to realize that when when, when God is taking you to a new level, when he's bringing you into a new place, yes, change your mind, change your words, but do what he says. But it's hard, it's so difficult. Yeah, 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 stretching. It's taking you out of your comfort zone. It's pushing you to your limb. It's, I can't do it anymore. Yes, you can. Because with Christ, you can do all things. In your flesh, you can't. You're right. But it says, count it all joy. Count it, count it a, a, a real true gift when all of this pressure comes against you from every side. And then he says, don't try to get out of it prematurely. Let it do its work. Let what do its work? The stretch. Let it do its work. Too many times we get halfway stretched and then we quit and we run away. And then we come back to church. Then we start listening again to God. Then we start reading our word. Then he asks us to stretch in things we're doing. We start to stretch again and then we run away. We we try to get out of it prematurely. We're good at that. But he says, don't try to get away. He said, let it do its work so that you become what? Mature, well-developed, and not deficient in any way. In this stretching, yes, mentality and words, but in this stretching of your deeds, in this stretching of your doing, you are being perfected. He's actually taking your faith and growing it into a new thing. It's beyond you, but that's what faith is all about, see? It's his grace. You're, you're learning to walk in a new realm. You're learning to trust him in a new way. You're learning to say, okay, God, not me, but you. Now you have to say, I'll come back next week. No, no, you got to say that like real loud. I'll come back next week. Okay, because we're going to talk about your money. We're going to talk about finances. Because that's a big doing. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I'm just telling you, you can't pick and choose what you believe in there. I don't like to talk about it any more than you don't like to hear it. But I do know what God said, and it may be two weeks. Stretch. 
See, because through this stretching, through this doing, through this living the word, not doing what you've always done, but stretching into a new thing in a new place, he will, just what this scripture says, he'll make you mature, well-developed, and you won't have any deficiency. I don't want to have deficiency. I don't want to leave an opportunity for the enemy. We've been talking about that when we talked about it on Father's Day, about what we're building up and laying up as a heritage for our children and our children's children. We're all being challenged in our faith. Not just me, not just you, the person next to you, too. We're all being challenged because God is taking us from place to place, from glory to glory. That his revelation, the revelation of his word and our faith is built upon one step at a time. One brick, a little bit of mortar, one brick, firm foundation on the word as you live. You can't all of a sudden decide that you're going to have all the things that the Bible says, yet not have a revelation of it and not live it or put it to practice in your word. It will not work. It won't work. No different than me saying, I want to be an astronaut, send me to the space shuttle, I can fly it. Well, it may be completely true that I want to be an astronaut. It's not, by the way. But it might be. Whitney wants to be an astronaut. It'd be cool to be an astronaut. It'd be neat to fly around in space. But even if God said I was supposed to be an astronaut, if I don't go to astronaut school or whatever that is, Is there any chance of me being an astronaut? And not only is there school, not only is there things I have to learn, I got to go through great physical training just to be the physical specimen I need to be to go into space. There is doing in all of this. Just because the Bible says you're going to be blessed does not mean you're going to be blessed. You got to do it. You got to live it. And sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to your mind. Sometimes there's flesh that you have to overcome. But as God leads you and guides you into a new thing, you have to trust him and follow him. It's what you wrote in Facebook yesterday. I was going to read it, but I don't, I'm not good at I'm not fast enough. But it is what you, what you wrote. Be friends with Joel, Joel Tony, and, and you can read what he wrote. Last. Same thing. Was that what God was telling you? I think about Courtney Wildoner, who God gave her a great job. Benton Central in Benton County, working for the, the, the Benton County School as one of their elementary school principals. Changing her, changing her principal, one, or changing her school, one person, one student, one parent, one teacher at a time. And trusting God. But God said, there's an opening in this other school corporation here in Tippecanoe County. That's the desire of her heart. She didn't want to go to Benton County when she went, but she said, okay, God. She would have rather probably stayed here. But said, okay, God, I'll go do it. You go do what God does regardless of the cost. Regardless of of what you see the cost being, go do it and trust him. He'll make a way. He knows the desire of your heart. He'll either change those desires or he'll bring those things to pass in his time. Trust him. And she trusted God and said, okay, not my choice, not my thing. I wouldn't pick it, but this is the door God opened, so I'm going to go. Goes out there, does that for two or three years. Three years, drives up to Benton County, does this thing up there, fights, has the enemy coming against her. All the things that it says here in James. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You go out and do a God thing. The enemy's going to get upset, get riled up, and things are going to... Those people aren't the devil up there. But, you know, the enemy kind of... Stuff comes, pressure and stress. 
But be obedient because your faith grows. But I'm telling you, when your faith grows, you get excited about seeing God's hand move. She becomes blessed, begins to see things change. And then God knocks on her door and says, hey, by the way, I got another opportunity for you. Now it's back at TSC and you're going to be, I want you to be a principal of this other elementary in TSC. Well, that was the desire of her heart when she went out there. But then how many of you know, once you get out there and say, okay, God. And now he wants to take you back to this other place. There's still that same trepidation. There's still that same thing that says, but I, but I'm just getting comfortable here. I'm just, these people are starting to count on me. I'm kind of the light here. Oh God, what should I do? Follow God. It's just another opportunity to be stretched. See, your faith grows after the test. Your faith grows after the doing. The faith grows after you have worked out, not before. Your muscles in your body, when you go and you work out, your muscles do not grow that day that you're pumping the iron and doing the things that are happening. Muscles grow during the resting time, after you have done that. Actually, when you lift weights and you begin to do all of that, you're actually tearing your muscles up. When you lift weights, your muscles grow when you put stress and pressure on them in the natural. You have to eat the right thing, and there's all kinds of different things that go on there. But the simplistic thing is, uh, eat a lot of protein, eat the right food. But you have to put your muscles through a stressful time. They break down during your workout. When you begin to lift weights and do those things, there's a reason why that hurts. You're tearing your muscles up. But within 28, 24 to 48 hours, your muscles then begin to rebuild. That's why they say, don't do it all the time. See, God gives you an opportunity to step out and to do something. And then he gives you three years out there to do it. And he says, okay, your muscles are all good and built up. Now, faith-wise, you've gone to another level. Now I'm going to take you to another one. And learning to be able to be moved from one thing to the next thing to the next. Even when there's, but see, I, all of a sudden now what happens? The pressure and the stress and all that stuff that you first felt when you went out to that place, first stepped out the door to do it. Now you're getting good at it. Now God's really moving. You're seeing his grace work. It's not as difficult anymore. There are still some hard times, but it's a little easier. And now you're starting to weigh this thing of, well, the desire of my heart is that, but the desire of my heart means more work. It means more stress. It means more opportunity for the enemy. It means well, I got to step it up in my game. I'm going to have to pray harder. I'm not sure if I can do that. That's a bigger situation, a more of a mess or whatever it might be. And I don't know, but it's that idea that says, oh my goodness. Well, yeah, but that's just growth. And you don't get a choice. You either grow or you shrink. You either grow or you shrink back. God's given you a measure of faith. What you do with your measure of faith is up to you. And it's going to grow if, if. You stretch it. You lift weights. I remember when I started lifting weights, I started, Dan was working out and I started, I went over there and I watched them all lift weights. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I laid down and went, <laughs> almost killed me. And I was like, you know what? Now I got a goal. And so every time I went, I just tried to do a little bit more. Every time I left, I was a little bit more tired. Every time I left, I, I, I left a little bit more in the gym. Every time I woke up after that, I was maybe just a little bit sore. But I was making progress as I grew in that thing. But I had to keep doing it. I had to keep pushing it. I had to keep going at it. I had to keep going past what I thought I could do. 
That's why people do so well when they have a trainer. They got somebody yelling at them, telling them that they can do it. God's your trainer spiritually in your life. The Holy Spirit is telling you, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hebrews, Hebrews in chapter 12, he says, you are running in front of a great cloud of witnesses. All the people who in chapter 11 by faith did something. Billy Joe wrote a book, Heaven is on its feet. Those people are on their feet cheering you on saying, come on, you can do it. It doesn't look like you can in the natural, but you don't live that way. You look by faith, not by your your natural eyes and you go forward in what God's told you to do. Do it, do it, do it. Yes. Change your mind. Yes. Change what you're speaking. Those are important, but you better change your actions. Do it. If God's telling you to do something and you haven't done it, your faith is shrinking back, not moving forward. Don't shrink back. See Jesus in John chapter six, we're all tested He's, 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 he's getting us out of our own comfort zone. He's taking us out of our boundaries. Mike Lamont never thought he'd be out there talking to little kids. Never thought he'd be out there helping teenagers. Never thought he'd be in the jail doing those things. He had a whole other plan. How many of you know your plan hadn't always worked out the way you thought it would, but praise God. Hundreds and hundreds of kids being, being brought into the kingdom of God because he said, okay, God, I'll get out there and be uncomfortable. I'll go, I will. Now, this isn't just to think about it. This isn't just to speak about it. This is a, I will get in my car and drive to Logan Sport three and four times a week. I don't want to go to Logan Sport one time a year. If you live there, sorry, it's a great place. My parents are all from there, my grandparents, everybody. But I don't want to drive that road. And he does it three and four times a week. At one point, he was working all day, running home, throwing something in his gullet and jumping in the car and driving up there. That's doing it. That's stretching that's going past you. In John chapter 6, it's the story of feeding 5,000. And as Jesus was out there in a, solid, a solitary place, all these people came out. And then they became hungry. And it says, when Jesus looked out and saw that a large crowd had arrived, he said to Philip, he said, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? See, Jesus will stretch you. He will, he will, he will bring you to a new place. In the Message Bible, it actually goes on and it says, he said this to stretch Philip's faith. It's beyond where you are. Jesus was always trying to get the disciples to just go a, just go a little further. See, just, just think a little differently. Just say things a little differently. Just act a little differently this time. When Jesus walked out in the water and the storm was going crazy, they were all scared because he was a ghost. Then he was in the boat asleep and the storms came. They were all scared because he was asleep. They can't win for losing. Jesus is like, oh my goodness, guys, come on. He just kept telling them, have faith, have faith, have faith. All he was doing was trying to coax them just down the, just one step further, just one more time, just do it this way. And he kept taking him to a new place. He does that for, did it for Philip. He does it for me. He does it for you. He takes us from place to place to place to place. And you say, well, I'm not supposed, my, my actions, I'm not, you're not saved by your works, but your faith is perfected by your works. In James chapter 2, verses 21 to 22, she'll put this up here for us. It says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? 
Now, we know he, he was called righteous, and we know he is the father of faith. And we know that that seed, that seed of Abraham is where the blessing is, and it follows down because he was, he was believing what God said, and he was obedient to what God said. See, it isn't just I knew what God said. God told him, get your whole family together and move out of this place. And Moses said, okay, you know what? I'm going to get my family together. We're going to talk about it a little bit. And, you know, when God opens the door, when he sells our house, we're going to move. He didn't do anything. He he did it. There was action to the thing that he believed. And it's in that doing. It says right before this, this is is verse 21 and 22, all the way through 24 and 5, 6 in there. But if you go back a little bit in there, it says that, that that we have to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. Because if we're hearers, we're just deceiving ourselves. Now, this isn't, this isn't a knock. This isn't to tear somebody down or anything else. But this is what I hear a lot of times when it comes to things like mentoring. Well, I, you know, I'm kind of busy. Can I just get the CD? And we try to accommodate that and we try to do that. And people have situations going on. And I'm not poo-pooing all those. But here's what it goes. It goes back to that thing in James 1 that said, don't try to find the easy road around. See, don't try... To get another way out. He just said, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Well, I'm not saying this is you. And if God wants to get a CD, do your do whatever that is. But he said, if I get a CD, what am I? I'm a hearer. And there's something in the doing. There's something in the saying, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to sacrifice my time. Maybe it's time with my family, whatever that might be. But I know God's called me to do this. And if you're going to stretch, it's not just a mentality and a word thing. It's not just hearing the word. It's saying, okay, God, I will get in my car and I will drive to church for four Monday nights from 630 to 8. And I'll be there. I will be present. That's doing. And it says in this passage, as you keep going. Sorry, I cut you off. But as you go in there, it says that his faith was perfected by his works. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks in the mirror and doesn't remember himself when he walks away. And he says, do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works, faith was made perfect. This is a continuation. This is James chapter 2. And if you go back to where we started, it was James chapter 1. And it said that if you will count it all joy, if you will count it a perfect gift, when times and troubles and all those things come against you, those things will work it out in your life so that you will become perfected. Your works are important what you're doing. And I know you're like, oh, we're talking about faith. And we did the, we did the sun stand still thing. And now we're going to do it in July. Yeah, the faith is important. You live by faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. You can't do anything or be anything or receive anything from God without faith. And in our life, if we're not living the word, we're fooling ourselves. And our faith is shrinking back. But here it says, don't shrink back. Hebrews chapter 10, real quick, and then we'll finish. Here you go, Dan. I just became 87 years old. <laughs> if you're 87, that's a great age. I'm not knocking that. Grandma's going to be here next service. And she, she's going to be like 90 this week or something. And she won't say that at all. She's a cute little lady, but she can be mean. <laughs> All through this verse, 
are all through this chapter, you know, you're, we're being encouraged to be confident. We're, we're, we're being encouraged to push forward. We're, we're being encouraged about our confession. In verse 23, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And if you go over and look in verse 35, it says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have what? The will of God. D-O-N-E. After you have done action. See, not after you have thought about the will, not after you have meditated it and spoke it, but after you have D-O-N-E, the will of God. Be you doers of the word and not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. After you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Verse 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. And we jump up and down. The righteous shall live by faith. And that's us. Actually teach that. And overcoming faith in VBI. That's one of the classes. The just shall live by faith. It says, but if anyone draws back in verse 38, if you draw back, my soul, it says, has no pleasure in him. What does Hebrews eleven six say? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no... If you're drawing back, if you're shrinking back in your life, you're either going forward and stretching... Or, like we said in the beginning, you're shrinking back. But if you shrink back, you can't possibly be in faith. Because it says without faith, it's impossible to please God in the next chapter. He's saying go forward, go forward, go forward. Yes, in your mind. Yes, in your words. But in your doing. Once you have done, D-O-N-E, the will of God. But he tells us, man, keep confessing. That's what he said in 23. In 35, he said, keep your confidence up because God's good. He's going to be there for you. See, there came a day in my life, like when I was a senior in high school, and I spent about two months in this this program before we we got into the the, the school year, this weightlifting thing. And then we had this guy come, and he, and he, he taught us about stretching. And I like all my tight muscles right where they are, tight. I'm not into massages and stretching and... I like my tightness. I I know how to deal with tightness. I've been tight for a while. But it's no good for you. See, too many believers are like that too. Hey, hey, hey. You're kind of messing with my world. I like my world. I'm kind of doing what I want. You know, it kind of works for me. That's what I tell her all the time. She's like, you need to go get all that worked out. No, 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 no. That that knot there, that works for me. (laughs) But when when I was a senior, this guy began to, he began to push us. And you know what? It was, it's just stretching. And how many of you, I mean, you're in high school. When you're an athlete in high school, they say, you know, it's, it's that five minutes of stretching. So we go like this. <whistles> right? You pretend. And if the coach comes by, you go, <laughs> get that over with so we can get to practice. But there's importance. See, if you don't stretch, you get injured. See, believers aren't sure. Why, why isn't this working? You ain't stretching. If you're not stretching by faith, if God's not taking you to a new thing, if you're not following after what God's shown you is another direction, another step, whatever that might be, may not be today, may not be next week, but if you're not headed that direction in your mentality, yes, and you're speaking, yes, but in the doing, if you're not doing, you're not stretching, and you're like a rubber band, if you're not stretching it, it ain't any good. This guy made us stretch, like pushed us, 
kind of gal on our face and told us to do this and it showed us how to do it. And I mean, I'm, I'm sweating. And it's the stretching warm-up. But by the end of that, I, I couldn't touch my knees. But by the end of that, I could put my palms, my palms on the floor. Oh, how I wish. I just got bad perspective. I said, if this was the floor, I'm doing all right. But see, how many believers just wish that, oh, I could. You can. And I know because about six years ago, seven years ago, I was running and running a lot. My Fridays were 6th and 8th and 10th and 13 miles. I was running a lot fast. I was in great shape. But you know what I could do? I could touch the ground. I lost it there after that guy left and I stopped stretching. I lost it. And all of a sudden I went from there to shrinking back. But as I pushed myself through that time, this was years later. You can push yourself back to that point. You can stretch yourself back out. God wants to take you to that place. You just got to do it. That's all I want to pray for you today. That you have an unction and a desire to do it. As I, 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 you know what? I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to stretch or I'm going to die. I'm a whole lot older than I was at 17. So I'm going to have to stretch this baby out. So I, I took time and I deliberately stretched. I stretched calves and hamstrings and back. And I laid down and I rolled over. My feet went over my head. And I, I sweat while I did it before I ran. I sweat while I did it after I ran. But you know what happened? All those 20 years later, when I couldn't touch and I had shrunk back, you know what all of a sudden became alive again? My hamstrings. I could touch the ground. And then I could get my knuckles on the ground. That's as far as I got. <laughs> I'd like to say I got my palms there, but I gave up. But I could get my knuckles on the ground. I was, man, I was pushing myself every day to stretch farther. It felt like it was going to rip. It felt like my legs were going to snap. It felt like my back was going to burn out. But you know what? I just kept doing it and kept pushing. Don't give up. Keep pushing. You don't think you can do it, but you can. You don't think you have the strength, but you do. You don't think there's anything on the other side of that thing if you push through. Yes, there is. It's God's mercy. It's God's grace. It's God's abundance. That thing you've been believing for is just on that other side of that push. Just on that other side of that action. Just on the other side of that thing that's telling you you can't do it. Get rid of that. Change your mind. Change your language. Yes. But in the face of everything that's coming against you, do what God said. Do it every day. One step at a time. You'll be a seal. Someday. One step at a time. We hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and challenged in your walk with Jesus. If you need prayer for situations in your life, we encourage you to email us at prayer at victorylafayette.org or call our offices at 765-447-7777. If you desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you have drifted away from the relationship you once had, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. Today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the forgiveness for all my sins. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come into my life and empower me to live a victorious life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.